Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to share a secret with you. Sodi. In this awesome little bag is 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 210 milligrams of potassium, and 70 milligrams of magnesium. Now, the sodium in here is Australian lake salt. Now, I'm going to mix it up right now. I do this every day, sometimes twice a day. And the thing which a lot of people don't realize is that it's not hydrated. And if you're thirsty after warm-up when you're at jiu-jitsu, you're not hydrated. So just drinking water is not good enough. I'm going to give that a little stir. I have 600 mils of water here. Some of you might like 500, depending on how salty you like it. And there's a good amount of salt here. Just drinking water, you're going to pass that. You're going to sweat that. Oh, delicious. And the flavors are awesome. I really like this one. So for me, when I'm having this, 600 mils is the right amount. I really like it. It's not too strong, but I know that it's making a difference in me keeping the water where it needs to be, which is in my muscles, in my bloodstream. And if you want to roll better, staying hydrated is absolutely key. If you go to sodi.com.au, that's S-O-D-I-I, and use the code BULLETPROOF15, you can get 15% off your order with Sodi. Stay hydrated, friends. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. Strength Basics, the Turkish get-up. Oof. Good choice, JT. Oh, thank you, Joe. I, I love this exercise because when it was introduced to me, it made me so much stronger. It, it was actually mind-blowing. And then this is even before I did Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I just did Taekwondo when I learned TGU. But then when I came to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu... And I did a technical stand-up. Oh. I was like, oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I've been training for this. Ba, 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 king. It just like aligned. I was like, wow. How is it that there's this move in this martial art, this move in this strength training system, and they are so the same? So I really wanted to get into it because I feel it's one of the most technical lifts. It needs a breakdown. And let's get into it. So... What is the if we you know simmer it back? What are the key benefits for the grappler? Why do we like we called it famously on a viral YouTube video? Yes, sir. The king of BJJ strength. BJJ strength. Now we do say you know it's kind of like the three best. You know we yeah. try we use a little bit of that sometimes. We try not to overcook it, but I, th- I feel pretty confident that it kind of is the king of. If you were like one weighted exercise, yep. Teacher used the one and. The reason, I think. Yeah, and, and the reason why I say this is it ticks so many boxes from a mobility perspective as well as a, a strength perspective. And the great thing is it starts on the ground. So you're on your back from a dead stop mm. and you have to come up from that position. It's very rare that in any lift that is the case. That is so jujitsu centric to be on the ground, on your back, and you have to get up under load. Yeah. So the other thing about this, which people also don't appreciate, is you're moving your body around the weight. So you're not actually actively swinging the weight around you. You have to reorganize your body position to support the weight until you're standing, which is only halfway, but then you also have to come all the way back down with control. So this tests your shoulders, your core, your hips, 
the abs, everything to be able to complete this exercise. Now, I have heard pushback. Josh Setledge. Wait, before we get to pushback. Oh, okay. Before we get there, give me, let's simmer back, like, what are the key benefits? So, key benefits is ridiculously good strength through the anterior portion of the core, the obliques, and the back. Right, so whole trunk. Whole trunk. Your whole trunk's getting stronger. Shoulders. Shoulder. Amazing for shoulders with the overhead position. Yep. And then also really great in the hips because you've got to come up out of a lunge position. Yeah. And also that kind of side bend. Yeah, there's facet of it. The kind of lateral lateral bend, which is kind of like a windmill, which does use a lot of your obliques and your hips to do that. And the the other thing I think, like you were saying, because it teaches you to organize your body in a strong way underneath this load, that is the concept of framing and posting in jiu-jitsu, yes. isn't it? I create the frame, I create the post, mm. and where you're placing your hands and your, and your body relevant to the load, which in jiu-jitsu is another person, that's, like, that's everything, right? Yeah. And so the TGU is just teaching you that. Yeah. It's not, when it's a lightweight, it's not teaching you it so much, but as soon as it gets to that point where you're like, oh, if I'm, my frame's not spot on here, I'm going to drop it. Yeah. That's like it's really dialing that in. Definitely. And it can be executed in a lot of ways. There's, there's, there's a number of ways that you can do it in terms of you can use a kettlebell, you can use a dumbbell. If you're particularly proficient, you can use a barbell. Some people will even... Not, not I really use my niece on <laughs> family yeah. holidays. You can use another human. Yeah. I tried my mum, but she felt like her shoulder was going to pop out of the socket. Well, okay. Well, yeah. fair enough. You know, yeah. Don't want to do that. Don't want to... Your mum's upset. <laughs> <laughs> do yourself a mischief. So some people had said... I'd actually had a question recently. Oh, where did this originate from? So, fucking I, duh. Well, no. Turkey. did it actually come from Turkey? Well, so the way it was taught to me was that at a critical point in history, uh, Turk, Turkish history, that is, they had great wrestlers, and that this was an exercise they would perform with a training partner. Now, um, I'm not sure of the gentleman's name. Is it Scotty, the gymnast, acrobat? Oh, with T. Yeah, Scotty Grove. Scotty Grove. I believe elite level acrobat. I saw him doing a get up with a person like in a handstand yeah, or something. Yeah, that's his whole shit. Right. Yeah. You know, and this is a circus performance. It's a demonstration of strength. Motherfucker's never even eaten a kebab before. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. So it, the way it was told to me was that Turkish wrestlers were strong enough to be able to do this holding the weight of another human. Wow. And then when I tried it with a 16 kilo kettlebell, I was like, what the fuck? Like I'm struggling here. But then I was able to build up to be able to do it with 56 kilos. Ultimately, I think my heaviest get-up was 64 and a half kilos on a barbell. Oh, and I thought I, it would have been heavier. I nearly died. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> We're not here to compete. We're just here to share, Joe. <laughs> Thanks. Speak your truth, bruh. I had always had the goal, and, and still I probably have to lose some weight for this goal, is to do a bodyweight get-up. Yeah, like, right. Do, right. You know, and, but it just – once you know. hit your top end – it's just those incremental increases is just so much so much more um, difficult. Yeah. But let's bring this back. Like, why would we do this? Why would we do this? Like, why is this good for jiu-jitsu? Uh, my old coach, Dan Cherubin, shout out. One time, uh, we're training in the gi. He was on side control. He's got crazy pressure. Like, he knows how to use his weight. And I happened to just kind of see C-cup, C-post under his armpit. Yeah. And I just went... I'm doing a get up. Do, 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 do. And he transferred all his weight over me. Like he was trying to do like a reverse sit to like sit down and squash me. As I came up, 
and I just got his whole weight. And it's not as though I lifted him, but because I was able to roll and move, I did essentially kind of reverse him and I stood up and he was like, bro, did you just fucking Turkish get up me? <laughs> he was like, he just stopped rolling. He was like, what was that, bro? And I was like, I was just timing. I just, I can't lift all of you, man. I wish I could fucking do a Turkish get up with 120 kilos. I didn't. But he was just like, bro, those fucking kettlebells, mate. <laughs> he was so blown away. But the, the funny thing is it- Strength overcomes technique every Every time, week. baby. No, but it, it highlights your deficiencies. And one of the things I realized is uh, a lot of people when they do the get up, they don't elevate their hip enough and it makes it hard for them to bring their leg under. Yeah. And this is, this is like glutes not being strong enough, but it, it points out where you suck. Yeah. And what's great about that is it strengthens you in places where you didn't know you had weaknesses and it makes you so much more well-rounded. Yeah. That's why I'm a big fan. You know, the, the one more thing that comes to mind too, and we probably don't think about this much in our style of training because it's sort of built into what we do, but it's, it's like multi-plane. Yes. And so, you know, try, I'll try and keep this simple, but like with a lot of classic strength training, it's just up Linear. and down. Linear. Bench press, overhead 2D. press, yeah, squatting, deadlifting. It's just moving down and up or forward and back, right? Mm. Um, starting to move side to side, this is a little bit more unique, like Cossack squats, that kind of thing, Yeah. right? Rotational elements. So something like the Turkish get-up, it sort of involves all of it. Yes. It's forward, back, left, right, up, down, there's rotation. And so that in itself just like exposes the body to so much Definitely. within that one drill. I mean, really, we're talking about the Turkish get-up is like, Six, six exercises six in, one. in one. Yeah, yeah. You know when people are like, have you seen the world's greatest stretch? You know that one, the world's greatest stretch? Yeah. And it's like a flow of like 10 stretches. Yeah. I'm like, this is 10 stretches. It's Fuck not me. one stretch. This is not the world's, who said that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and, great stretch. And we do, <laughs> we do have to like acknowledge that if you can't do an overhead lunge, like if you haven't got the shoulder range or then you probably shouldn't be doing Turkish get-up. You yeah. know, like in the same way. It's a big coordination piece. There's a lot. You've got to respect that. There's a lot going on. But there is so much bang for buck in terms of doing it. And that's why I recently was asked, is there one exercise you would do? And this is a not a non-jujitsu person asking. Um, is there one exercise you would do on a regular basis that could keep you strong? Just one move. And I said, the Turkish get-up. Because it's just, it's fairly complete. Now, obviously, pull-ups and deadlifts, are fantastic but this thing will not only help your hips but help your core and help your shoulders and really that's that's as good as you could ask from a single exercise that covers multi-planar movement pavel um tatsulin he had the the naked warrior was it yes was that the one that's just turkish get-ups and no, no, no. He had simple, uh, simple but sinister uh, which yeah. is pull-ups and get-ups Get up. and that's and that's pretty complete, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and, and look, my only caveat on that is to add swings. Right. If you, yeah, if you're a jiu-jitsu person, you've got 15 minutes, you're like, I've just got to fucking do a workout. Yeah. Yeah, it would be a set of pull-ups, um, a set of get-ups on each side, two, three reps, and then a set of swings. Yeah, nice. Just get, get bang that out however many times as you can in 15 minutes. That is all you fucking need. Yeah. But let's talk about the what. Because a lot of people are not necessarily sure. If you've never heard of this movement, we have got a good video on it. Uh, you should definitely check it out. The King of BJJ Strength. Uh, I will link it in the show notes, Joseph. <laughs> yeah, this guy, it's a test. Guys, when you're hearing this, <laughs> I need you to fucking pause the episode, go to the show notes, and check. See if, if it's, it's not, I need you to call JT out on Instagram <laughs> or air chat, wherever you want. Just make it public. <laughs> right? 
Give this guy accountable to enriching the show notes. Okay, don't worry. It'll be in there, my <laughs> friends, I promise you. Um, so you were saying uh, Josh Setledge had pushback on he, the get-up? Yeah, Josh Setledge had said, get up, that's a dumb move because <laughs> it doesn't make you more dynamic for wrestling. Oh, I mean, BJJ, I'm a wrestler, but I'll show you how to BJJ. Look, Josh Setledge, like, fit guy, right? Plenty of his content I like. But then also plenty of stuff I don't agree with because he's just trying to create product differentiation. You know, nothing wrong with that other than go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, I, I, I do. I, I followed a bunch of uh, Josh's content thinking, oh, this guy's pretty switched on. And then I started to look at like his YouTube tags. And it's like, oh, this guy's a wrestler. He's not actually a jits guy. He's a, he's a purple belt. It's like, dude, spend a bit more time doing jiu-jitsu and then you'll appreciate how good the Turkish get-up is. <laughs> There's no steel manning that yeah. one. Always a diplomat. <laughs> Fuck Always. that. He's about, JT's about the people. I fucking love me some internet beef. Yeah. <laughs> if we're breaking down the movement, like why, what, is, what is it about this movement? A lot of people misunderstand the first portion of a get up requires a degree of framing. You load the kettlebell up, you're holding it with one hand. You have to actually prop yourself up on your elbow. A, a lot of the place where people kind of go wrong is they try and sit up and it's so hard to just sit up holding a weight. You're actually framing on your elbow and then you have to post on your hand and this then sets you up for the next part of it. This is actually so good for your shoulders as well as the core and that's kind of where it starts. And I've seen people even do it with a sandbag. They put a sandbag on their chest and they try to, you know. I tried that. It's fucking tough. It is a shit exercise. It's very tough. I was like, this would be cool. And (laughs) I was like, guys, let's give this a go today. And And everyone's like, this is Fuck. This sucks. Yeah. Like I'm dead set like bulging discs. <laughs> it's, it's very difficult. But what I like about uh, each stage of the getup is you can identify like if you're familiar with the movement, you can go, oh, this is good for this part of my body. This next bit, oh, this is good for this part of my body. Oh, I'm doing this part. This is good for this part of my body. And then you just repeat that as a skill practice. Now, back in the day, uh, he, now he's still around. I think it's uh, FMS, like functional movement um, screen. Gray Cook. Gray Cook. Yeah. Smart guy. Ultra smart guy. I met him one time. Uh, he came out to Australia. I met him at Fitness Expo. He had a seven-hour DVD set. For those of you out there, they're discs. Don't worry about it. It's how we used to consume information um, on the getup. Wow. And it was all about how you could use it as an assessment. It's how you could use it to rehab shoulders, rehab hips. This is phenomenal. This guy's smart as shit. And anyway, he said that you should do the get-up 100 times with no weight but with to learn the movement before you load it. I don't actually agree. I disagree with that too. Yeah, because I think when you load it, it's a different feel. You need feedback. Yeah, you need, the, you need that. You don't, you don't want a heavy weight at the start, but you need something cause it, because the weight shows you where you're being inefficient. Yeah, and it? also y- you must keep your arm upright. If you've got weight and you displace it, you, you, you just take you off track. Yeah, you you're need to fall. get punished. So you're like, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Let's stay underneath it. I think like, yeah, practical guide, the way I tend to go about it is I will drill the technique with people without weight for like five reps. Yep. And I'll usually get them to follow me through like a choreographed piece. Yep. Like, yep, just copy me because it's too much to sort of describe verbally. And so follow it through, boom, yep, great. Let's do a bunch of reps. Okay, great. Now grab a light kettlebell or dumbbell, whatever. And work at it. And then once the person's got those good mechanics and you can see all the parts are like pretty much there, then they've got the right to then treat it like a strength exercise and... And build it up. Yeah. And look, I think 
the way it was explained to me uh, when I was first learning kettlebell training is that this is not a high volume, fast exercise. This is a slow, controlled movement. And it's only done... Unless you want that wrestling dynamicism. Yeah, well, then you've got to just do explosive jump lunges and, and just shoot and then do rotational stuff and then just fucking throw the bag and then just fucking do a box jump. <coughs> uh, yeah, cool. Body control. So doing the Turkish get-up, what I've seen um, is people do too much. You actually only need to get two... Maybe three reps, three reps because yeah. it's a long time under tension. Yeah, it takes a long time to do one rep. So, yeah, and then to do that many times, you're spending probably more than a minute with this weight above your head, and the fatigue level is fucking brutal. Yeah, and you can get badly injured. I actually dropped a 56 kilo kettlebell on myself and and broke my rib. You really? Yeah, I, it was. So, just on your I almost almost killed myself actually. Wow. Um, it was it was a Friday. Most of everyone had gone home. This is early days of Iron Edge, so there's no one in the gym. I was like, ha ha, perfect. Let's put on that Justin Bieber. No, there's no one around, and so I was like, oh, I'm a bit tired, but no, I wanted to do my get ups, and so I could just kind of have the run of the gym, and I was working my way up, and my elbows were a little bit sore from jujitsu, but I thought, no, no, I feel pretty strong today. I thought I'm going to do the 56. It's this big bomb of a thing, and I thought, no, nah, I'm going to do this. And uh, my right arm was, or my right side is my strongest side. I'm like, well, if I can't do it on my right side, there's no chance I'm going to do it on the left. So I was like, let's find out what the right can do. So I got up and I felt pretty good, but my, my, I was kind of, as I went back, back into time, I lunged back. And as I was lunging back, my, my, like my muscles just failed. And I was falling backwards and it could have hit me in the face. It could have just, Smash my face in, yeah. like your boy from The Walking Dead. It could, yeah. have, been, it could have been that mean. Oh, did CrossFit, yeah. Yeah, just got my head stoved in. But at the last second as I fell to the ground, I just kind of palmed it and it landed on my upper chest. Ugh. And I just felt this huge crack and it bounced off me. And I broke like my, my first rib. Wow. And I was just lying on the ground. I couldn't breathe properly. I was pretty fucking shocked. I was a bit rocked. And there was no one around. If I'd KO'd myself or like they would have just come in on Monday like, oh, what's that smell? Ah! <laughs> Me with my head just squashed under a 56 kilo kettlebell. You must have been doing CrossFit again. <laughs> oh, again. That's fucking dangerous. Yeah, it's scary. So what do we take away from this? Really. Don't be a fucking idiot. Yeah. Hey. All right. Great podcast. I dropped a barbell on myself doing it the other day. I told oh, you, didn't I? No. Yeah, I was doing it barbell. Barbell is advanced. Let's just put it out there. Yeah, but. But and I, I, I came onto this and then you kind of re, uh, confirmed it for me was that there is a point where kettlebells get really awkward because they're so heavy. They're so they're, big. They're leaning into your forearm yep. as, you, as you're doing it and it gets really uncomfortable. Yes. So I think I got to like the 32 kilo bell and then sure. I was like, uh, barbell actually, it's harder from the wrist, but the weight from the balance perspective, but yeah, better, it's just stacked. Better distributed through the forearm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, new challenges, but a bit more comfortable. Anyway, I was doing it. I was tired this day and it seems I'm that way a lot lately. <laughs> and um, I, don't, I don't know what I did. I just fucked up, lost concentration, something. And I dropped it. And as I dropped it, I was on my side and it, it landed on my hip. Oh, God. Um, which, you know, it's kind of awkward, like hurt a tiny bit, but wasn't actually that bad. It was only 30 or 40 kilos. Yeah. But I think I tried to save it or something with my left hand. Oh, no. Like the other hand at the time. Yeah, and I kind of 
fucked my thumb and wrist a little bit. Oh, God. Anyway, it just made me think like, yeah, you can totally... That was the first time I'd actually hit myself with the load. Yeah. And I was like, uh, yeah, okay. It gets a bit gnarly at that upper end. There is a risk to reward here. So let's... Yeah, no, full disclosure. Anything where you're putting weight above your head or above your face, you've got to be very careful. But let's, let's talk about... So there's different ways that you can do this movement. And we're talking right now about like a lunge style. There's a squat style... There's even a way where people do a backwards roll into a get-up. Oh, wow. Two hands get-up. There's, there's many colourful, cool variations. But if we just stick to the traditional, the way that I've seen it go wrong in terms of like the misapplication of people doing this is um, I was talking to a guy, fit guy, strong guy, who was really into kettlebells but also into athletics. And he was talking about high-intensity training. So he would have himself and his crew run 400 meters. As long as it took them to run the 400 meters, they'd have a breather and then they'd do five get-ups on each side. Mm. Then they'd do this again. Uh -huh. He would have them do it on repeats. Now, I'm not an athletics track and field kind of guy, but I have run 400s before and they are disgusting. 400 is the most horrible of all it's distances. It's just pure lactate. It's like if you want to feel shaky and vomity, that's, that's where it's at. And he was saying that athletes were complaining about like their shoulders were sore, their legs were sore, like everything was sore as a result of this training. And I, I, I want to say right now that um, the Turkish get-up is very skilled and best done a little bit below your maximum. You, yeah. shouldn't, you shouldn't be like, right, unless you've got experience and you've done it a bunch and you're very familiar, you shouldn't be testing like your 1RM. No. And in the same way, you shouldn't be going for max reps. Like I, I would say a couple of sets of one to two reps, possibly three reps at the very top end. But until you've experienced it, um, you, don't, you, you kind of probably can't relate to what I'm saying. But even just doing one rep, it takes you a little while. Yeah. Yeah, I think if, you, if, you're, like, if you're actually doing it and you're trying to increase the load – you know very quickly that five reps is absurd. It's too much. Yeah, if, but if, if someone's programming five reps, then they're obviously just like you're fudging through the reps real quick and it's low quality. It's not getting a good result anyway. You're not going to get stronger that way. Yeah. Yeah. I would say like main mistake I see with it is um, people not understanding the coordination. Sure. So they just jump into it and it's like, oh, yeah, I've got that. And, you know, you watch them and you're like – no, you're making a couple of really clear mistakes there, which is fine, right? Like you're going you're gonna to do new movements not that well. That's part of it. But you can't – if you just keep doing it with like that misunderstanding of the technique, then it never goes anywhere because you can never actually unlock any strength with it. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, people – you know, you want to be like really looking at the technique, watching the videos, however it is you're learning, right? If it's through our program or YouTube, whatever um, – but you want to be like hitting all of those performance markers. Yes. And you should feel stable at every position. Yeah. If you find that you, you don't or like you're rushing through a certain position, mm. then that's usually an indicator that you, you don't understand that part very well. Definitely. Look, there, there's a couple of common mistakes that I see most people make. And the first one is people when they initially start, they do try and sit up and forward. They don't roll across. And so – even though this might be hard if you're, ju you're just listening to the audio on this and you're getting no visual, essentially the way I try to explain it to people, it's like, it's like rolling out of bed in the morning to like hit the alarm or, you know, like so you, you don't sit bang upright. You kind of prop up on your elbow. 
In the same way you might frame in jiu-jitsu when you're trying to push someone off you. This is one of the most important parts of it. And also you drive through your foot. There's one leg which is out and extended, one knee that is bent and that foot is on the ground. You actually want to push through that foot to create the hip drive to move. People neglect that. The second thing also is when Third people... thing. Wasn't that the first? Yeah, baby, no, it was foot and it was rotation. Yeah, okay. I'm going to say that's still one thing that's the beginning. Oh, shit. TJ, use one exercise. Oh, true. <laughs> it's all as one. It's unified theory. The second thing on that is when people are trying to lift their hip up, they don't lift it high enough. Right. Especially jiu-jitsu folks because the hip flexors are tight. They don't make enough room. You've got to really power that up. So you drive through the hip to make space to sneak in your knee under. Yeah. If you don't do that, you're going to drag your leg on the ground and then people are in a shit position. Yeah, not a strong spot. To lunge. The third thing which people do, which is on the way down, is they really bend at the hip because they, they're struggling to hold the weight up because they want to find the ground. Yeah. That's the point of like, oh shit, where's the ground? Like I don't want to fall, don't want to drop the weight on myself. People breaking at the hip makes the whole chain very weak and that's when you can drop the weight on yourself. It's probably the, the point of greatest weakness. So I always encourage people to kind of go back to more of like a windmill technique, leaning to the side. The ground's there, you will find it. Yeah. Don't fold at the hip and make your whole chain uh, weak. Mm. That's, that's what I see. Yeah, I so. like it. I agree. So um, if you want to learn it, well, we got it, right? It's in our kettlebell program. Definitely. It's on standards, a big feature of standards. But you can, if you want to do the free thing, go to the YouTube, King of BJJ Strength, Turkish yep. Get Up. We go through it in all of its detail. JT coaches it on that video. Yeah, and this is what I'd say is like if you're not currently doing it and you don't follow a program, which is totally fine, unacceptable. Um, essentially, it isn't a hard move to factor in once you've got the movement down and just be very patient with it. Just do it once a week. Just do some get-ups. Just that by itself, doing a, like a, a couple of sets lighter, a couple of sets medium, a couple of sets like a little bit heavier. But you only really need, I would say, three sets of about one to two reps at a, a good solid weight that you can control. You will get stronger doing that. And all you have to do is basically add a rep or add a set and just do this gradually over time and you will find you get stronger. I mean, fuck, look at Ray, right? Ray, Ray's gotten... Monster. She's gotten so much better. She almost got 32 kilos. Holy shit. She had a crack and she, you know, she had to bail on it. But she, she's kind of... None of the boys all, were doing 32 kilos. No, she's, but she's all almost... All the guys were like, fuck. <laughs> Ray's embarrassing her. But she, I mean, I don't know what her timeline was, but I know it took me about a year to go from a 16 kilo to a, to a 32. It, ta- it takes time, so you've got to... She had 24 be- kilos back in COVID. Wow. But then we stopped training it for ages. Yeah, you kind of left it alone. Yeah, but she, she's like just slow and steady and, you know, gets further than most get, right? Yeah. Like, great example of just the consistency of what strength training can produce. So, yeah, if you're not doing it, it's definitely worth getting in the pipeline and learning more about it because it will get you stronger for BJJ. Boss, boss. Yes, sir. So, you guys, hey, if you like the episode, like it, subscribe to the thing. Helps to spread the show, do all that. Thank you. See you next time.